Welcome back uh, to the Nikki Clark Show. The show is about transforming lives one story at a time. I'm your host, Nikki Clark, and uh, I'm always so elated to have uh, amazing change agents on the show with us, uh, people who have uh, amazing stories of transformation, upliftment, and empowerment. And speaking of empowerment, I have a formidable woman who has had an incredible journey, and she's here to share some of that with us today. She is the CEO and founder of Women Are Worthy. Please welcome Eddie Rutherford to the show. Hi, welcome, Nikki. Eddie. <laughs> it's nice to be here, and it's so nice to, um, to join you Thank in you. sharing the little that we know with others out there. It's a pleasure and it's an honor. Thank you, I'm honored. I really appreciate your time. So Eddie, I know we've had a little chat and I've uh, discovered some wonderful things about what you've done, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background leading up to becoming the founder of Women Are Worthy. Okay, I'll start from the beginning. I'm from Jamaica. I'm Yay, from Jamaica. <laughs> I'm from Manchester, Jamaica. And um, I grew up from, I was three years old with my grandmother. She was the only white woman in the district. So with her, her children being policemen and postmistresses, and one was a teacher, they were able to send me to Manchester High School because at that time, very few black kids were in high school mm -hmm. because it wasn't until the government brought in scholarships mm. that black children were really going to high school. So I knew I wanted to be a teacher from I was about six years old because I learned to read when I was four. Wow. My uncle Albert was always pushing me and telling me that um, knowledge is power. I mm -hmm. didn't know what he meant by yes, that. Yes. But when I was six years old, I could help other children. And it felt so good. I said I had to be a teacher. So the plan was that when I finished high school, I would go to teacher's college. Excellent. Lo and behold, a few months after I finished high school, I was pregnant and not married. And then the following year, I was pregnant again and not married. So I was kind of not just um, a disappointment, but I was scoffed at. Mm. Like my friends weren't allowed to have anything to do with me. Mm. You would think that being pregnant was contagious. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I got married and I had to fight my ex-husband to go to college because he mm. wanted me to stay home. He was teaching at Kingston um, Technical School, and he thought that was enough. So I went to Michael Teachers College, awesome. one of the best teaching institutions in the world. Yes, I agree. And when they found oil in Alberta, and people from all over the world was going to Alberta, they were building thousands of houses and hundreds of schools. Right. So they were hiring trained teachers from all the Commonwealth countries. So of course, they hired a lot of us from the Caribbean mm -hmm. because we are part of the Commonwealth. My mom was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, my four kids came to Alberta when they were very, very young. And after a while, my ex-husband left me and the four kids. Mm. So I continued teaching full time with the Calgary Catholic School Board right. and taking care of the four kids, three boys and a girl. Mm -hmm. And I continued studying until I did a Bachelor of Education a graduate diploma in education and a master's degree in education. Excellent, excellent. So, all I, with four children, yes. single. Yeah. Wow. And um, 
I have put that all in my book, which I have written. My book is Women Are Worthy. Mm. Why perch like a chick when you can soar like an eagle? I love that. And my message to women is that we can use our challenges as stepping stones. Mm -hmm. Whether it's teenage pregnancy or being left as a single mom, as long as you keep your eye on the ball and ask for help, we can keep going. Absolutely. So I've always been helping women and kids. People did not know why until they read my book about five years ago because they knew me as a teacher. They didn't know anything about my mm -hmm. early life. Mm -hmm. So from that, I started Women Are Worthy. Mm -hmm. And right now, it's to work with women so that they can achieve their goals with a minimum amount of stress. Right. Because there are so much stressful incidents in women's lives, not just black women, but all women. All women, yeah. To the point where some women now seem to take it as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, I'm so stressed out. And I'm saying, you have to do something about They've it. They've normalized stress. Yes, yeah. they have. And I think what some of the women do is they medicate themselves with Kim Horton's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and reality TV. Yes. <laughs> Instead of seeing how they can get help. Mm -hmm. Because another weakness that we have is that we seem to think when we ask for assistance, it's a weakness mm -hmm. and it's a strength. It is. It is a strength. When I'm in f full form, I used to say to women, um, God put Eve in the garden to help Adam because mm -hmm. everybody needs a woman to help them. Absolutely. Everyone and, needs a helper. Yes. And Jesus had 12 disciples helping him. So who are we to act as if we can do it on our own? We can't. No. We can't. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask for help. And that's what I'm trying to help women to do. The other thing that I focus on is to help women with time management. Mm -hmm. It's not even so much time management as self-management. Right. So I've developed a system for my business because I get a lot of help from women in the States. And if you buy a book from them, for instance, for years you'll be getting information from them. That's yes. how they grow. They keep a relationship. Yes. Yeah. And they have always said you should have a system. Mm -hmm. And I've developed a system, R-I-S-E-U-P, rise up. Rise up. R is to realize your strength so that you know I am very special. I have my self-esteem mm -hmm. because I'm a child of God. Yes. I'm made in God's image. Yes. So there's no need for people to push me down. They can't. They can't. Because we know, especially as black women, we have been pushed in the dirt we have been pushed in the soil because people thought we were worthless. Mm -hmm. But as I say to young people, little did they know that we were seeds, so we grew. There we go. So we realize our worthiness. We identify our strengths. That's the I. Because research shows that most people, regardless of race or gender, spend 80% of their time trying to improve skills that they will never master mm. instead of focusing on the few things that they can do well. It's so true. Yes. It's so true. So that's why I don't try to do anything in um, with Facebook and the other things that are out there, social media. Because you know your strengths. Because I do. I can talk and I can write and I can assist people, but I do not have the time 
to work on social media because okay. I'll never master it. That's, that's how okay. I feel. That's okay. You ask yeah. for help and you'll get yes. the social media help. So we, I say to women, identify your strengths. And then the S is set priorities. Mm. Forget about the detours. You set priorities by learning to say no without mm. guilt. Very true. Because Very true. no is a sentence. If you tell a three-year-old who is going to touch something that is hot, you'll just say no, he draws back. Mm -hmm. So women need to stop saying, no, I can't do this, and then go into a long explanation. No is a sentence. Yes. That's the only way we will have time for ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we can take care of our bodies yes. and so that we can relax and minimize the amount of stress in our lives. Moreover, we want to help everyone. But as we know, when you're on the airplane, the first thing you do is to put on your mask before you can help anyone else. Mm -hmm. So learn to say no without guilt. Yes. The other thing is then after you have set priorities, you are able to establish boundaries mm. and you stick to those boundaries. If I say I'm not going out with you on Friday evenings, please do not ask me. Okay. I don't have to explain. Mm -hmm. So after S, it's E, and that is to elect a worthy support system. Mm. We cannot have our sisters or our brothers or our friends as a support system. We need someone who will look at us and say, what you're doing is not right. Mm -hmm. You need to make a U-turn. The truth. Yes. Yes. Even if it upsets you, mm -hmm. because I'm saying this to you with love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we need to have a support system. And as I was saying to you, too often we do not want to ask for support because we think it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then after E, we have U. Rise up, then it's U. And U is to unleash the things that are holding you back. Okay. Because sometimes the weaknesses that we have and the challenges that we have, it's not the racism. It's not the boyfriends. It's not the husbands. It's not the boss. Sometimes we have to look at some of the practices that we have. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at some of the beliefs we have. And we have to look at some of the people we have in our lives. Yes. Because there are a lot of people out there who are not there to assist you. No. So you have to love them from a distance. Yes. I so agree. you unleash the things that are holding you back. Mm. And then the big thing is you will be able to P plan. Okay. That is how you achieve your goals. Rise up. Excellent. And when you plan, the first thing I tell people to do is to think about the five WH words. Okay. The first one is what. What is your goal? Mm -hmm. And then when you decide on that goal, I say, ask yourself why. Because there are a lot of unhappy people out there because they wanted to do music or art, but mm -hmm. their parents said you had to become a doctor mm -hmm. or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And they have lived lives that have not been fulfilled. Yes. So the question is, why do you want that? Then the next big thing is when. Because you know that a goal without a timeline is a pipe dream. We must always have a timeline. And even if you can't keep up with it, but it's there, you can go back to it. Right. And then where are you going to achieve your goal by working at home, by going to university, by where, where? 
talk about location. Right. And just right. wait until the last minute you're running around trying to find a place to establish yourself. And um, those are the things that I try to say to women. Excellent. Rise up so that you can keep going. When Churchill had his men going into the war, he said to them, if you even find yourself in hell, keep moving. <laughs> and that's what I say to women. Keep moving. Keep it going. Because I think that some of us, not just women, but a lot of people have what I refer to as the um, gerbil syndrome mm -hmm. and the rocking chair syndrome. Mm -hmm. They're busy moving, but they're not going they're anywhere. They're not productive. Busy, 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 but going nowhere. Yeah. Kobe says you can be as busy as the ants, but what are you busy about? Mm -hmm. And another book I read said, um, there's nothing sadder than people who are active but not achieving anything. True. But we need to be focused and we need to try not to take the detours because especially now with the news, with social media, mm -hmm. the detours are there yeah. And there are so many distractions that yes. if you don't hold on to what you believe in, you will be all over the place multitasking. Absolutely. Which is an evil that was brought into the world to confuse women. Mm -hmm. Multitasking is a woman's detriment. Mm. And, and like if, you said, people wear it as a badge of honor. I can just oh, yes. do 50 things at once. Yeah. And I'm so busy, I didn't even get to have breakfast. Well, there's nothing in that to be proud of. Nothing, yeah. How are you going to go? Self-care is yes, extremely important. the first thing. So those are the things that I do. And I have one program that is there, um, parenting with less stress. One is balancing home and work. One is women, um, single mothers on the move. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now going to start a program, women, um, worthy women in action. Excellent. Because action is where it's at. It's not talking and planning and hoping. Yeah. And action doesn't have to be an enormous thing. It can be just one thing. Yeah. I believe in reading. I have over 300 books at my house. And I tell everyone you should read. I used to tell my kids in school, if you don't read, you can't lead. Yes, yes. But I don't go around fighting everybody, every child to read. What I do and what I'm saying, what your child to do can be a simple thing. Yes. For the last 20, 30, 40 years, any child for whom I bought, buy a gift, it's a book. Mm -hmm. I do not buy another t-shirt because you already have 10. Right. I do not buy another toy because you're going to destroy it. I buy a book. Mm -hmm. So we can do just simple things yes. to make a difference. We don't have to move mountains. Mm -hmm. We can just call a woman and say, how are you? Yeah. We can just call a woman and say, can I pick up the prescription for you? Yes. When at a time like this, especially as black people, my heart bleeds for how little we are helping each other. Mm. When I say our black sons are killing each other, one woman said to me, they're not my son because they have guns. I said, well, my ex-husband left me with three boys and there, but for the grace of God, go I. And then we talk about getting more policemen. That's not what we need. Research shows that people all over the world who end up in jail did not complete high school because they have no hope. So it's easy for them to be led astray 
by people out there who will give them a quick buck. Mm -hmm. So what we need to really, really dictate is the education yes. of our children. Yes. And we stop shouting racism. We go to school boards and we say, I am a taxpayer and my child must be educated. But then it's hard for people like me to get that going when black people are saying, we need black teachers. Hmm. I know that we need black teachers, but when you have racist white teachers, that is something that must be addressed. We can get a black teacher for every school. That will not prevent racist teachers from being racist teachers. So we need to look at what we're planning and what we're saying, mm -hmm. because there are things that we should focus on and we tend to react instead of respond. So more of a strategy is needed. Yes. Okay. Instead of reacting, which is emotional, you get in a huff and a puff and people are glad when you do that. See, I tell you, she's a loud black woman. See, I tell you, she's a she's woman. She's angry. Yes. We need to respond. And people have said to me, how do you respond? I say, ask a question. Why do you speak to me like that? Why do you think it's okay? What do you think you're doing? Mm -hmm. Ask any WH question. Mm -hmm. And if you can do it with a smile, that disarms the person who is being nasty to you. Right. Because they're thinking, is she an idiot? I was nasty to her and look at her smiling at me. Right. Because you've kept your power. You haven't yes, given it away. Exactly. I was talking the other day about um, another thing that I try to help people to understand is that we have to let go. I have a book at home, let go of the small stuff. Yes, yes. Sometimes we tend to hold on things for years. Mm -hmm. You should hear what the woman at my workplace did. Right. And we have to learn to let it go because since she made you unhappy, she has done the same thing to about 10 other people. Right. That's how she gets That's her how. power. Mm -hmm. So stop remembering her because every time you talk about her, you're giving her free rental space in your head. Let it go. Let it go. Do not hold on to the small stuff. Absolutely. You know, Eddie, I was going to ask you a question about um, where we are right now in terms of uh, the school system and COVID. What's your take on uh, children going back to school? Well, if I had children, I wouldn't send them to school. I know children, and I know part of being a child is that you have to move about and touch people. I was surprised when I came here and people were talking about the terrible twos and terrible, terrible threes. There's no such thing. At that age, that's how they're supposed to be, just like how an adult can sit quietly. Right. And part of growing up is touching people and hugging people mm -hmm. and learning from people. Yes. And just having a book in front of you is not learning. Moreover, I don't think enough has been done to make the school safe because I don't think the, the um, distancing has been really covered properly. Right, and the classroom sizes are still at 30. Or even if they're less, less. up to less, last year, Monday, there were some teachers who had not received a timetable. Mm. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine. And the powers that be knew from March that the kids were at home and had to go back to school in September. The other thing is teachers were never ever trained to teach online. Teachers are trying their best and they can do um, 
social media, but that's entirely different it's a from new territory. teaching online. Mm -hmm. Our children were never taught to learn online. online. Mm -hmm. Teaching is sitting down the way you and I are here, mm -hmm. where we can ask questions, change our ideas and whatever. Yes. So yes, in the best of cases, we can do that. But the, it has to be more than that, and there should have been more preparation. Right. The other thing that bothers me is that our decision makers seem to focus on just one thing at a time. So now they're focusing on the virus, so they have forgotten about racism in the schools. And I shudder to think at what is going to happen when all the kids are back in school, because it will eventually happen. Mm -hmm. What will happen to the Chinese children? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being a Chinese child in a school when they know that the virus started in China? Hmm. Just picture that. But our educators are, doing, are not even talking about that. So how are you preparing our teachers right. with non-racist programs to meet the needs of all the children? Mm -hmm. Not just the victims, but the teachers and the other kids who will be giving them a hard time because they are going to get a hard time. Right. Because right now we know people who look even look like Chinese are being attacked. Yes. So yeah. there is so much for us to do that there has to be people around who are who have a vision. You have a vision. Who are planning yeah. and not waiting on the la until the last minute. Right, right. And and we need a people with a vision. Absolutely. And, and a lot of uh, cultural sensitivity and yes. um, all that training involved. So I wanted to ask you in terms of this, the insensitivity, as, as you've coined it, uh, for the phrase, all lives matter. Can you talk about that? And why is it insensitive? Well, right now, I don't think it's insensitive. Okay. When I've seen all that is going on, at first I thought it might be. But right now, I don't think it is. Okay. Because... People are saying all lives matter. Well, we know that all lives matter. And historical precedence has shown that every policy and every practice that we have in place has been there to show that white lives matter. Mm -hmm. So it would be redundant for us to be saying white lives matter. So why we have to re remind people that black lives matter is because our lives have never ever been respected or revered. As I say, we were pushed into the soil, in the ground, because we were seen as useless. Little did they know that we were seeds, so we grew. Our lives never did matter. We are the ones who have fought to make it matter, and we have to remind people. Just today I was looking at the news, and that woman who was killed in her house, the police has just gone away, yeah. gotten away. Mm -hmm. They have charged them with firing into the apartment next door, but they have not charged them for killing the black woman. A black woman. Yeah. She was in her house, in her bed. So we have to keep saying black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Mm -hmm. But it's not just shouting that. And it's not just saying we have Black History Month, which Jean Augustine got for us in the House of Representatives. Love Jean Augustine. We love each other. I've known her for over 30 years oh. when we met in Calgary, when she came west to start the Congress of Black Women of Canada. She's a wonderful woman. Wonderful woman. It's not just jumping about and eating more and celebrating during Black History Month or saying Black Lives Matter or saying we need more Black teachers. If Black Lives Matter, then we need to help each other. Yes. 
Absolutely. because we start setting the example. We start mourning for the mothers and grandmothers of our black boys who are killing themselves. Yes. We say to our men who are lawyers, doctors, carpenters, bricklayers, take these boys under your wings from their six years old and help them. Mm. Black Lives Matter is just a shout, but how are we, the black community, living that out? Why do we have decision-making powers and we are not helping other people? We are more interesting in saying, I have a title, and we take a, a, a selfie with a government official, while other women are out there trying, trying, trying to help others. And so I am trying to get everyone to understand that we have so much to offer and we need to rise up. We need to realize who we are, identify our strength, set priorities, enlist a support system, unleash the things that are holding us back and have a plan with a clear cut timeline. Beautiful. Eddie, thank you so much. You're very welcome. I learned welcome. so much from you and I'm, I'm really honored uh, to share space with you. I'm and, honored uh, to be here with all the work that you are doing. Thank you. And I will have to spread the word about you because you are so humble. <laughs> More people should know that you're here to join hands with you and support you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm all about the spirit of collaboration. And I see that you're a pastor. I am. I researched you. That is so important because one of the problems we have is that we, are, we have forgotten what our grandmothers and our grandfathers and the women in our districts taught us about God. And that love is the greatest yes. commandment. God is love. Yes. When I read about you and saw that you're a pastor, I was really, really impressed with that. Thank you. Because we are not perfect and I don't want to sound like Sister Holy Water. I'm not perfect either. You know, <laughs> but if we think about what we know growing up from our Bible, some of the things we are doing to each other, we wouldn't. So congratulate you for taking, I congratulate you for taking that path. Thank in you. ministry, because we need more black women in ministry. Thank you. God bless you. You're you. welcome. God bless you too. And how can people reach out to you on social media? People can reach out to me by going to my website, www.women, then the letter rworthy.com. Or you can email me at etty, E-T-T-I-E, at women, R, the letter R, worthy. Dot com. And um, I have two businesses, Women Are Worthy, and I have ER Education Consulting. I'm getting a new website for ER Education Consulting because I have to have a website that is monetized so that I could, can put content on it so parents and educators and children can download content that they can use to help themselves now. Because as a... Um, as a retired elementary school principal who has taught in Jamaica and 21 years in Calgary and so many years here in Ontario until I resigned with the York Region Board as a principal, my heart bleeds for our children and for our mothers. So those are the things, those are the avenues through which you can reach me. I also have a program, Parenting with Less Stress and Women in Action. I love it. I yeah. love it all. I support yeah. it all. I'm Thank with you. you. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, so Thank we'll be you. doing many more wonderful things together. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you very, very much. And thanks for the work you're doing. I appreciate keep it. Keep on keeping on. 
Thank you. We're going to continue to rise up. (laughs) Thank you so much. You've been uh, watching The Nikki Clark Show with a very special guest, CEO, founder of Women Are Worthy, Eddie Rutherford. Reach out to her on social media. We'll be back. The Nikki Clark Show, transforming lives one story at a time. If you would like to be a guest or become a part of our live studio audience or even to become a sponsor, just go to www.nikkiclarknetwork.com.